Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Big Ten Powerhouse podcast. This is our... Six podcasts so far. We just started um, this summer. Um, for those of you who are new, uh, PTP is a um, Big Ten basketball site run through the SB Nation network. Um, it's been, a, I think, over a week, almost maybe almost two weeks since we had our last podcast, so um, maybe even overdue for one here. But, um, yeah, we have a uh, few interesting uh, topics tonight. Um, one of the uh, the big the big thing that we're going to be addressing is the Big Ten ACC challenge. Um, kind of, we're going to go through a few of the uh, the matchups, um, and basically, you know, kind of get a feeling of how things are going to go down. Um, earlier this week. They actually announced, you know, the networks, the times, um, who was playing who. Um, few, you know, from the, the lowest to the biggest. Um, I guess just to remind everyone of some of the bigger matchups this year. Um, obviously, with the Big Ten adding Maryland and Rutgers, we're moving to total of uh, 14 games. Every Big Ten team will be participating. Um, the ACC is at 15, I believe, um, for next year. Everybody's moving around. <laughs> but, um, so they will have one team that's not participating this year, but, um, every Big Ten team will be participating. Um, arguably the most, um, I guess intriguing matchup on paper will be the Duke-Wisconsin game, which is actually the finale of the entire Big Ten ACC Challenge um, that will happen Wednesday, December 3rd uh, at 9.30 uh, ESPN. No surprise. Uh, pretty big game. Both teams are guaranteed to be ranked in the top five. Um, Wisconsin obviously made the Final Four last year, um, finished second in the Big Ten in the regular season standings, um, and was illuminated by Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament, but um, one of the last teams left undefeated last year. Basically, uh, a great, great year <laughs> for the Badgers. But um, they're looking to build on that with almost everyone coming back and some solid bench pieces to expand um, what they have going, what they had going for last year. Um, outside of that, I'd say the the other. Big matchups are probably Syracuse at Michigan, which is a rematch of Michigan's Final Four game, uh, I guess, a year and a half ago. Um, that was the 2013 NCAA tournament. Um, it's in Ann Arbor, so that'll be an interesting game. Um, both teams are kind of an unknown. Syracuse has a lot of guys leaving. 
Michigan had a lot of guys leaving, as everyone, I'm sure, is aware. Um, but that that will be an intriguing one, um, especially because Syracuse in their zone um, might be a little more, um, a little weaker, per se, against uh, Michigan's impressive shooting. We'll see how that holds up next year. And I'd say the um, the other two big matchups are Ohio State at Louisville. Um, Louisville just joined the ACC this year, so that'll be a an interesting one. And then Iowa at North Carolina. Um, both of those will be very challenging games for the Big Ten, but uh, it should be. Uh, they certainly have a fighting chance in here. Um, it looks like one of our writers is uh, calling in here. Um, I believe it's Robert. Um, Robert, can you hear me? I can. I can. We're good. All right. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty well. How are you doing? Um, Robert is actually new to our site. Um, he just joined this week. But uh, why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Um, Robert O'Neill, 21 years old, senior at the University of Missouri, um, sports management major from the Chicago area, big uh, Big Ten guy. Um, that's about it. I mean, all right, all right. Not well, much more about me. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, growing up in uh, Chicago, definitely some solid Big Ten roots there, I'd say. Um, all right. Well, um, so, yeah, today's uh, podcast mainly about the Big Ten ACC Challenge that's coming up next year. Um, I'm sure you have seen the uh, the general lineup. Um, are there any games that popped out to you or that you're particularly excited about this year? Um, I mean – I would be remiss not to say Illinois Miami compared to considering what happened uh in the 2013 NCAA tournament, you know. I thought Illinois had that game won and I think there was a little shoddy officiating uh, <laughs> in Miami's favor, but you know, that's the past. Uh both teams didn't make the tournament last year, a lot to prove this year. Okay. Um and really, you know, it's John Gross's first their second, you know, full year. So that's a big game for Illinois. Obviously, Duke, Wisconsin is big. Um, yeah, you know, um, I, I thought they'd give Michigan State a little bit better opponent. I mean, Notre Dame's always a pretty good team, but I thought they'd give them someone like, uh, you know, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that was, um, you know, obviously they're generally considered football rivals, but um, – not a ton of basketball history there, so that was an interesting choice. But, um, yeah, I definitely, at least on paper, it looks like Michigan State would be the stronger team um, in that one next year. But I guess uh, Spartans have a lot rotating out, so maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, so what? Are there, were there any games, you know, um, I guess uh, Illinois-Miami would fit, would fit this, but I was going to say, are there any that you um, – you feel are a lot more intriguing than they look just on their face. I think Minnesota Wake Forest is very intriguing too because you got Wake Forest, you know, historically pretty good. I mean, at least Chris Paul, Tim Duncan, you know, they turn out pros. And Minnesota didn't miss the tournament by very much last year, and they were very yeah. good in the NIT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, that was one of the things I remember. Um, 
uh, writing about last year's Minnesota's whole ride, and there were actually a few people who thought, you know, they deserved to uh, to be included in the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, I didn't I didn't think they quite had enough, so I thought they um, they probably should have been in the NIT, unfortunately. But um, yeah, they uh, let's see, that game is going to be in okay, yeah, Minnesota's on the road uh, at Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest. Um, from the sense I got, it looks like they they aren't necessarily set up for the best year, but um, yeah, who knows? Maybe Minnesota can get you know that'll be a challenging game. We'll see. But I think we also have to uh, touch on Pittsburgh and Indiana. I mean, you know, those are two schools that generally will find their way into the tournament, and mm-hmm. Indiana obviously didn't last year. And Tom Crean probably has more to prove than any coach in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I would definitely say um, from the the perception I get is that I don't think there's anyone with a hotter seat in the Big Ten than Tom Crean. I know a lot of people debate that. There's a lot of um, – Indiana is firm that he's secure in his job. Um, I don't I, – I'm kind of mixed because – Frankly, I don't think there are many Big Ten coaches that are even on the hot seat at all right now, so I don't think that statement means a ton. But, um, yeah, he, uh, you know, Indiana's expecting big things. And, you know, when you when you have that 2012-13 team, then you follow it up with a real uh, pretty weak year, to be honest. Um, a lot to prove. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh will be an interesting team. Um, they've been good the last few years, but they – he never seemed to be good enough to really, to really get it done. But uh, no, you know, yeah, Jim Dixon always seems to be a really good coach in the regular season. And then the tournament, I mean, I don't know what happens to him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've seemed. Uh, it seems like they always, you know, um, even in the advanced staff, like Ken Palm, they'll be way up there, and you, you know, you think you're playing a team that, and they're running for the Final Four or something, and then. It just seems like, you know, they'll win a game and get knocked out or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be an interesting game there. Um, at least, at least from, uh, for me, I think there are a few that, uh, look a little more intriguing than they do on uh, paper. For me, the, uh, the big one is Virginia, Maryland. I mean, Maryland, you know, they just, they played Virginia last year. They, uh, they almost beat them. And uh, or maybe, maybe they did. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. But uh, uh, just just a uh, yeah, just to get that uh, the rematch, you know, so quick will be uh, a real blast um, for Maryland. Um, yeah, yeah. See, I was right. They they upset them at the end of at the the last regular season game. I knew I knew that was a great game. Um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, them getting to play, you know, a top-notch ACC team. I mean, Virginia won the ACC last year, so that'll be a uh, – that, to me, I think is going to be a very good game, and I think uh, Maryland fans in general are going to be excited about it. I will say I'm a little confused why Northwestern gets the final day. Um, <laughs> you know, they're in Northwestern. But, I mean, Chris Collins, you never know. Maybe he'll get him to the tournament this year. Uh, yeah, um, I don't want to get Northwestern fans too excited, <laughs> um, historically, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean they um obviously they they're playing one of the weaker teams uh from the ACC uh Georgia Tech. But um you know, hey, they they really improved a lot last year and Chris Collins is bringing in a good recruiting class. I mean, maybe maybe they got enough to to have a special year there. Um well, I guess the, the thing about Chris oh, Collins and uh John Gross really, they've both shown that at their previous jobs, they were able to recruit Chicago, and that's what Illinois and Northwestern needed, uh, you know, with Bruce Weber and um, uh, I, I can't think of Northwestern's previous coach. Um, oh, um, but, uh, what is it? He was there for a while. I can't believe too. I'm drawing a blank, too. Um, I think it's like Bill Carmody or um, – Yeah, that, that sounds about right. But all these Chicago oh, guys, you know, they were going to other schools and – Really, both of uh, Chris Collins at Duke was probably their main Chicago recruiter, and John Gross. Uh, I know he had at least DJ Cooper at Ohio, who was a big Chicago player. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you can recruit Chicago, that's big. Yep. Yeah, Bill Um Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, just before we uh, we jump in, we actually have another one of our writers uh, jumping in here. Uh, hey, uh, Christopher, can you hear us? <laughs> I can hear you. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Uh, do you want to take a quick second to just introduce yourself? Uh, sure. My name is Chris Novak. I'm going into my fifth year at the University of Missouri as well, just like Rob. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, really engrossed in the Big East, but I also found myself being interested in all college basketball, and the Big Ten was also something that I was drawn to, and that's and I've always enjoyed college basketball, always enjoyed writing, which really led me to working for BT Powerhouse. All right. Well, hey, New Jersey's big time country now, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you have any quick reactions to uh, maybe games you're looking forward to in the Big Ten ACC Challenge? Um, Duke-Wisconsin definitely stands out as the number one game. Um, Duke mm-hmm. is going to be loaded going into next season. Wisconsin's bringing everyone back, mostly everyone back, I should say, from their Final Four run last year. Um, secondly, would probably be Syracuse, Michigan, because, like you said, there's going to be really two teams that are leaving a lot from their previous season, bringing in a lot of new guys. So it'll be interesting to see at that point in the season how each team is gelling, and where and that game really could serve as a a swing game for either, depending on who goes in what direction. I think mm-hmm. that it's a matchup that's, that kind of looks good on paper, but it seems like it's being kind of, you know, hovered over by the big brand names in Duke and Wisconsin and Syracuse and Michigan. I think Ohio State-Louisville is going to be a game that's going to be very, very interesting. I think based on the rankings that ESPN released for their pre- for preseason, I think they kind of undersold what Ohio State might be bringing to the table. And Louisville, obviously, with Montrezl Harrell, is going to be a very, very good team again. So I think that that definitely on that Tuesday, while Syracuse and Michigan is going to be like a bit of an appetizer, I think that could be a definitely really a big main event on, the, on December 2nd. Yeah, I, I definitely agreed. Um, the fact that Ohio State was unranked, really surprised me um, in ESPN uh, rankings. Um, not necessarily because I thought, you know, they should have been top ten or something, but uh, I think with just the raw amount of talent they have on that team, you would think that they could, uh, you know, slip yeah, in exactly. at, I, in I the was, 20s I was or very something. surprised. 
But um, I definitely say Yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting game. Um, Ohio State, uh, they're getting a lot of uh, I don't want to say negative press, but their fans have been kind of critical that you know they don't they're not playing a lot of big games at home this year, at least non-conference wise. And um, that one will obviously be a major challenge on the road at Louisville. Um, what kind of chance do you give them to pull that that game out? That game out. Um, well, I mean, the world of college basketball has brought up a ton of upsets in the past, so it's, it wouldn't be totally crazy to say that they could go into go into uh, the Yum Center there in Louisville, Kentucky, and steal and steal a victory. But I think I honestly think that Louisville probably will take that because of the of the home court advantage that they have. So if I were to give a percent chance, I would say eh, maybe like. 33% chance that they're, they're able to take that, just a shot in the dark. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, uh, Rob? I mean, it's it's just so hard to bet against Rick Pitino. Uh, he's, he's great. And especially at home, I think 33% is about right. Um, I think Ohio State's losing a lot in losing Aaron Kraft. I mean, I know he's not you know an NBA talent, but he did so much for them. And mm-hmm. It's just that's a hard loss. The one the one thing that I I have concerns about in this game is I actually think this could be a bad matchup for Ohio State. Um I'm not gonna say young backcourt because Shannon Scott has a lot of experience, but um it's gonna be they're gonna be newcomers in there and obviously Kraft was the guy that ran the point last year. And they they have had I mean, Minnesota gave him some problems with the press last year and I think uh that could be an issue. Um, we've seen, I mean, Louisville blew out UConn because they couldn't handle that press. And um, obviously they had the best point guard in the country last year. So, I mean, if they uh, if they start getting those turnovers, it can be trouble really fast. And uh, I um, I don't like Ohio State in that game at all. But, um, hey, I mean, may- maybe, you know, Russell's the real deal. Um, Bates Diop, who I really like, you know, maybe he uh, – he turns it on, and hey, who knows? Maybe Louisville isn't as good as some people think. But um, yeah, I guess I guess moving on to uh, one of the games we haven't talked a lot about. Um, what do you guys think about uh, Iowa UNC? I guess we'll uh, we'll start with Rob first this time. Um, man, I don't know how good Iowa's going to be this year. Um, I don't know if they were ever that good last year compared to how they played. I think they played over their heads last year. And UNC, you know, they're a bit of a powerhouse. Uh, you got Rory Williams. It's just, it's hard to bet against UNC, um, especially at home. So, I've, I don't know. I might have to take UNC, man. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> um, I, I would agree that UNC is probably going to wind up taking this game because the kind, of, the kind of recruiting class that they're bringing in, as well as the fact that they're returning Marcus Page, who – is a very high caliber point. He's a very high caliber point guard. Played played pretty well last year on a very schizophrenic Tar Heel team. Um, as for for Iowa, for Iowa, they're they're a very interesting team because I think I think last year they were they were pretty they were obviously pretty good. They were fifth in adjusted offensive efficiency according to Ken Pomeroy's rankings. They scored 119.8 points per 100 possessions. But their defense was, I mean, relatively mediocre, right near the the middle. But 
the good news for them is they they're bringing back a lot of players from la- from last year's team. Sands, Roy, Devin Marble. Um, I, I believe it is Aaron White returning to, uh, to Iowa City this year. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. All right. So yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have Aaron White. They'll have Mike Gessel, Jared Uthoff, and they're they're gonna be missing Melton Baskey as well. Another one of their one of their main starters on the team, as well as uh, a significant contributor in Peter McCabe. But they're still returning a lot of guys who did pretty well last year. May not have been the go-to guys, their major contributors for for the Hawkeyes, but. A lot of players who, perhaps with a lot more playing time and a lot, a lot of higher usage rate, can turn into much better players. I don't know if they necessarily stand a chance of going into Chapel Hill and winning in the Dean Dome, but they they might be a little a bit of a team that's kind of flying under under the radar, so to speak, in terms of the Big Ten race. Yeah, First, I um, um that locked up. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, that's an interesting way to describe uh, UNC. I mean, they were they were all over the place last year, and um, I felt the exact same way about Iowa. Um, they were uh, both of those teams were just crazy up and down all last season. So it's kind of funny that they got matched up um, <laughs> this year. But um, sure. yeah, I definitely I think um, Iowa is a. Uh, an interesting team. They have a lot of pieces coming back. Um, uh, they, I definitely think, if they hit things right, they could make a big, uh, big splash. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to win that game. It'll be really challenging. Um, Marcus Page is obviously very talented. Um, yep. Especially when he's on. <laughs> but, um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna ask uh I guess one one general question. Who you who do you think has the most to gain in this Big Ten ACC challenge from the Big Ten? Uh Chris, uh, Chris we'll go with you first. Ooh, that's a that's a very, very good question. Um honestly I think it might be Wisconsin. Just because I think that a win like that over Duke, even if it is early in the season, will basically say to the rest of the nation, hey, while you're focused on Kentucky and you're focused on Duke and you're focused on, you know, all the other the other power in Arizona and the Pac-12 and you're focused on all these other pow- these other powerhouses, Look back at us because we made the Final Four last year, and we're legit. We're gonna get a big win at the Cole Center if we pull it off. And really, I mean, after that, it kind of sets the wheels in motion for them to always to have that big win over Duke, assuming that Duke doesn't completely fall apart, which they probably won't. They're a Coach K, they're a Coach K coach team who will continue to let them do what they do in the ACC. In the ACC this year, that'll be a little bit tougher than it was last year, I think, because Virginia is going to be probably hover around the same area that they were. North Carolina's going to be much better. Um, Syracuse might be a little bit off, but I, I do think that hey, Wisconsin, right. and even though they're the, <laughs> the front-runner here, the front-runner here, oh, yeah, and Louisville, true. Um, I think Wisconsin, even though they serve right now as the front-runner to win the conference, this can be a way to establish themselves as still a threat to not only win the Big Ten when it comes to conference play, but to show show the rest of the country, hey, we're here, and we're not going anywhere. All right. 
Uh, Rob, what do you think about it? Well, I was going to say Wisconsin, but to be different, I'm going to go with Illinois because you look at their non-conference schedule in Las Vegas. Uh, if they beat Indiana, they play or Indiana State, they play Baylor or Memphis. That's a big game, and then they play Miami in Miami, and then they play Villanova at the Garden, and then they have Oregon at the United Center, and then they obviously have Missouri in St. Louis. So really a tough out-of-conference schedule, even if Missouri's got a down year and Miami's got a bit of a down year. But they still need to win a few of those games because there's no guarantee that they're going to go you know, gangbusters in the uh, Big Ten. So they really need to rack up the wins in the out-of-conference schedule because they have less of a risk in the Big Ten then. Um. I'm going to go with uh, a little bit of an off-pick here. Um, I'm going to pick Ohio State. I know I didn't give them much of a chance to win earlier, but that's part of my reason here because everyone and their mom is going to expect Ohio State to lose this game. So I think if they can actually win this game, they go from, you know, on the edge of being ranked to probably top ten team. Um I do agree with uh, kind of what Rob's saying about, you know, looking for the teams that are on the edge, you know, maybe uh, Indiana or Nebraska, uh, maybe Minnesota. Those are better choices that way. But I think um, Ohio State's really not going to get hurt in this. So, I mean, if they win, I mean, it could just completely change the dynamic of their season, I think. Um, but, yeah, and I guess uh, I guess we'll, um, we've got a few minutes left. Um so I guess going off of that, let's let's talk about the big one, um, Duke Wisconsin, which I think is easily the biggest game in this <laughs> this challenge. Um, Chris, who do you think wins this game, and um, just why do you think it's going to happen? Oh, that that's tough because while I do while I do respect um, I do respect Duke and I do respect Coach Jay. It's so tough for anybody to go into the Kohl Center and win, um, let alone a non-conference opponent, probably like Duke, who I believe a few years ago did go did lose in the Kohl Center in another edition of the Big Ten ACC Challenge, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. I think that happened not too long ago. Okay. But I will, I will say I, I picked Wisconsin to win this game. Okay. Um, Rob, who are you picking? Um, I gotta take Duke, and really, I know it's early. You know, they have a big recruiting class with Okafor and uh, Tyus Jones. You know, they might not gel by that time, but I, it's so hard to bet against Coach K. And right now, Duke is my champion in my way too early bracket, so it, it would be hard to pick against them right now. All right, um, I, you know, I um. I'm mixed on this because I have been a massive Okafor fan since he showed up on the scene. I I literally think he's Jared Solinger reincarnated, and I think he's just gonna. I think he's gonna be national freshman of the year. I think he's just that good. But um, I also really like this Wisconsin team, and I think Nigel Hayes is awesome. I think he's gonna step right in there. I think they're gonna be a dynamic team that's deep. They can score. They can defend. Um, I'm going to pick Wisconsin. I uh I think Duke they're going to still be getting their wheels um freshmen. I'm not not super sold on Jones as the point guard. Um I think he'll play obviously start there, but uh 
I'm not sold he's going to be great right away. Um, I think Okafor is going to be really good, but um, I think there's going to be a bit of a learning curve. I think Wisconsin will catch him early. Um, by the end of the year, I think Duke's going to be incredibly hard <laughs> to beat. But um, I think Wisconsin's going to get, uh, catch him early. Um, so I guess uh, I guess spinning off of that, off the big one, um, who you know, quote unquote, wins the ACC Big Ten Challenge, uh, Big Ten or ACC? Chris. Um. Ooh, good question. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the ACC. I think that they uh, they get a little bit more <laughs> matches. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that Wisconsin Duke is gonna decide everything. But I think the ACC is gonna gonna take the majority of the the big ones. That I I just think that Michigan's gonna be losing a little too much this this season to be to be having a threat against Syracuse. Although the game is at is at Chrysler, um, I think Louisville's going to beat Ohio State. I think UNT will wind up beating Iowa. I think Virginia's going to beat Maryland. I think the, and some of the the middle of the pack games might give them a little bit more of an edge. All right, um, Rob, what are you thinking? Uh, this might be the toughest year since the uh, challenge started. Really, I just counted it up, and uh, there's six game, there's twelve games I'm sure about, and probably two or three that could go either way, really. And it's really going to make the difference in those two. I guess I'll take the Big Ten right now. Um, but okay. Iowa, North Carolina is a big one. Virginia, Maryland is a big one. Um, I I really don't know, man. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredibly hard to pick. And, I mean, it's been uh, tied last year, so it's obviously very tight. Um I'm going to lean Big Ten. I think a lot of those, you know, middle or, you know, middle tier teams, I guess, um, are going to show up like your Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois. I'm expecting one or two of those teams to get a road win. Um, I like Indiana, but um, all right. Well, um, we're running out of time, so um, thanks everyone for tuning in, and thank you guys for uh, showing up. <laughs> Bye. No problem.